This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. So a funny thing happened on the way to the Knicks trying to figure out who they were going to be a free agent. Kevin Durant says, see ya. That's the number to join our Thursday conversation here on ESPN New York tonight. Along with Jay Peasy and Jake the Snake, we're here until midnight. Also, you can weigh in on Twitter at HardestyESPN at ESPNNY 98 underscore 7 FM. Of course, Gordon Damer working the mornings in for Dave Rothenberg, hanging out with Rick DiPietro, so I'm flying solo. But, man. So, let me take you back. I am looking like a fanatic. I'm watching uh, ESPN. I'm on the computer. I've got the phone. I'm trying to trying to keep up with who's going where because I know this free agency is going to be crazy. And, and I'm in the back of my mind, here's what I'm saying. And this is more of the Nick fan than the broadcaster report uh, talking to you right now at that moment. Okay, they're about to tell me that Pat Riley has come in and taken <laughs> Brunson away from the Knicks. That's what I was thinking. That, so that's what I'm looking for. So I'm looking. I'm looking to see this. I'm trying to see what the Knicks are going to do. I'm trying to see whether Bradley Beal is going to opt back in. What's going on with James Harden? Is he going to be, be the good soldier and take a pay cut to try to help the Sixers get back on the right track and try to help them you know, sign P.J. Tucker, which they ultimately end up doing? And then I was talking to one of my friends who's a huge Nick fan. And we're, you know, I'm, I'm monitoring everything and we're talking. And he's telling me about uh, a romantic problem that he's got. And I'm like, hold it, hold it. Look at the crawl on ESPN. Kevin Durant wants out. And I'm like, the first thing that came to my mind is what is going on with New York basketball? I even texted Alan Hahn and asked him the same thing. And he texted he text me back. He said, New York basketball right now is a disaster. Before we get to the Knicks, this Kevin Durant situation. I mean, think about this. Think about where the Nets were, and it's three years ago today. Durant and Kyrie are here. And you're thinking, oh, man, Brooklyn, they're going to win a title. There's There's no question they're going to win a title. And now three years later, no Durant, probably. Suns and Heat are the preferred destinations, but obviously it's going to be, if you're Sean Marks, you want, I'm taking all bidders, you give me the best deal you got. And he can sit there like the the Emperor of Rome and just have a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And I bet you there's going to be a lot of thumbs down because he's going to require and demand Whatever he wants, he's got Kevin Durant available, who many consider, including myself, the best player in the NBA at this point, the best player in the league. And he's got him four years locked up with no opt-outs. So you're going to have him for four, unless, of course, you're in the situation where he demands a trade. (laughs) But I don't think that's going to happen again. So you've got one of the best players in the league available. And you and he is a game franchise changer. Okay, he is a franchise changer. 
and you can pick him up, you have to give whatever you have. Draft choices, people, money, stock. You have to do whatever you can to get Kevin Durant on your team because of what he brings to the table. And so if you're Phoenix, you have a, you have a decision to make. Are you trading away your number one guy? Are you trading away the star of your team? Are you going to make that move and say, we have to let him go and we'll, we'll because we're getting Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant along with CP3 and whomever's left, because there won't be many people left on that Phoenix team, but whoever's left, they give us a shot at a title. He gives us a shot wherever he goes because he's only going to go where there's enough players and talent to make a move and still have something left. So he's not going to a marginal team. He's not going to an eighth or ninth seeded team. So the question is, you've already got your Phoenix. You've already, you're, you're, you're working on Devin Booker's four-year, $214 million deal, Supermax contract extension. But you have the opportunity to get Kevin Durant because you know that's who Sean Marks wants. And you know, Phoenix has said, we're not giving up. As of right now, we're not giving them up. So I don't know if Phoenix can put a resent a representative deal on the table for Kevin Durant. Miami, they don't really have a lot of what I think the Nets would take. And I'm sure the Nets are not trying to trade Kevin Durant where they're going to see him a lot. They would prefer to trade him out West. I know I would. I'm not trying to see Kevin Durant four or five times a year. I'm not trying to do that. Not trying to do that. Give me one time here. We go there one time. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. After that situation, that's where my head is at. But this has got to be for a franchise. This has got to be, I mean, <laughs> This is as bad as it gets for 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 everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And it seemed like, and you can't blame the Nets, they did what every other team in the NBA wanted to do. It's not like Brooklyn was the only team out there saying, all right, come on, Kyrie, KD, uh, yeah, 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 well, what do we have to do? We'll sign on the dotted line, what do we have to do? Now, I'm sure there were some teams like, well, we want K. Do you have to bring Kyrie? <laughs> I'm sure there might be some teams like that, but there was no team that said, no, I don't want both of, one of these or both of these guys. Nobody. So you can't blame the Nets for trying to get them. What happened once they got here, that's a different story. But for a franchise to previously sign Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and then have that go bad. 
and then have Durant and Kyrie and subsequently because of the injury to Kyrie, understanding that maybe they need a third person to help support Durant and then they bring in James Harden and that doesn't work. And the three of them never really played together for any amount of time. That's what really makes it frustrating. If you're a net fan, if you're a basketball fan, that's what really makes it frustrating because they could have been on paper. They were probably arguably one of the most talented teams ever on paper, ever potentially. And James Harden, the first year did a great job, sacrificed, you know, Kyrie Irving said, you be the point guard. Remember, he was coaching also. Kyrie said, you be the point guard. And so James Harden took that, decided, became a facilitator, wasn't worried about getting his points. And that team was dominant whenever they were able to play together. So for the Nets right now, their job is to get as much as possible for Kevin Durant and something for Kyrie Irving because we know he's not staying either. So what could this team, this Brooklyn team, look like next year? Well, we know Ben Simmons will be there. They're able to re-sign Patty Mills. They got Nick Claxton back. You still have uh, Joe Harris coming back. Okay. You still have Seth Curry coming back. So you've got pieces. Now you just need that superstar, one or two, and some draft choices, and then you'll try to build back where you were. But for this to happen to the Nets is just one of the shocking things. Nobody could have thought, seen, imagined Three years to the day that Kyrie and KD said they were coming to Brooklyn, that potentially they have been, they'll be leaving Brooklyn. I mean, this is going to go down as one of the biggest trades in NBA history, whatever it's going to be. I mean, you, what, Kareem? to the Lakers leaving Milwaukee, uh, Shaq from the Magic going to the Lakers. I mean, the, where the, this is, this is going to be just unbelievable. It's going to be unbelievable. And the other side of it, and I heard the discussion on the Michael K show this afternoon, Don and Peter, uh, about the future. A caller called up and said, I'm really frustrated with what the NBA looks like now that players can move and shake and go where they want to go and do what they want to do. This next bargaining agreement between the players and the league in the NBA, when they start talking again, it's going to be, there's going to be some changes made and you love the freedom. Okay. Because listen, there's been, there's been front up as Nick fans. We know there's been front office people who have ruined teams. So there's no need to sit around and say, well, you know, LeBron messed up that team and 
KD and Kyrie messed up this team, and there's no reason why players should be allowed to do what they do. Like I said, people who know basketball have messed up and screwed up things. But I just got a feeling this next negotiation is going to be very different. The league is going to try to put some pieces in place where they can limit the idea that players want to just, after signing contracts, just say, I want out. I'm done. I want out. This is not this is not working for me. Get me out of here. Or come play with me. Come join me. Come do the. There's going to be because, first of all, how often does it work? And secondly, what does it do for the balance of the league? It's going to be interesting to see that next negotiation between the players and the owners and how they're going to tweak the ability of people like James Harden to say, I want out. I want to go somewhere. I'm not coming. I'm not, you know, I'm, what did he say? I promise I'm going to be in shape next year in Philly. Really? I mean, really? Come on, James. Stop yourself. I promise I'm going to be in shape. Like that's a negotiating tool. Like, shouldn't you be in shape? Doesn't that make your game easier that you're in shape? It happens tomorrow. Bar A in Lake Como, New Jersey becomes Bar K at the 98.7 ESPN Beach Bash. That's when the Michael K Show will be live from 3 to 7 p.m. with giveaways for fans in attendance and music from Brian Kirk and the Jerks. And there'll be, if you go, if you go, if you're there, there will be a special MC. I'm not going to tell you who it is. You have to go and see. It's a special MC, and it's somebody whose voice you hear all the time. Who could that be? Yeah, do you, do you like his voice? I'm very curious to know that answer right now. Do you like this person's voice this that will person, be talking on the microphone? Is I don't think he's talking this is right the best now. Person. This will be this this person has an outstanding voice. This is an MC type voice. This person is MCing between you know like during the talk shows where people like the, the, the guy comes out and says okay everybody here's what's happening it's coming up next when they come back give me a ring around hey clap clap when I do this all this stuff that's what this MC is going to do is going to take you through everything that goes on and it's a voice that you hear during this show a lot. So make sure you go by, and when you go there and see him, make sure you tell him I said he's doing an outstanding job. Well, so I'm, remember, I'm sure he'll appreciate that. And I have I a know qu- he will. I have a question. So this MC yes. that no one knows who it will be tomorrow, it could be someone you know talking on the show tonight. Well, this person, uh, it, 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 it's definitely somebody that's talking on this show. Tonight. Oh, okay. So that'll be definitely. the little tease for tomorrow. So yes, you definitely need to stop by the Beach Bash, but not only for a great broadcast and a great MC, <clears throat> which we won't say who it'll be, but. <laughs> But there are a ton of sponsors, which you just mentioned. And if there was an MC in this room and he was looking at all of the activation booths and all the enter to win prizes that they're giving Mm -hmm. away tomorrow, I would Mm -hmm. certainly say to get your butt down to bar A or bar K, whatever you want to call it early, uh, because there is a lot of great prizes to give out tomorrow. See ya! And make sure you're 21 years of age or older to get in. And thank you to Patron Tequila, Leafly, Stoli Vodka, Notorious Pink Rosé, The Good Life Transportation Company, and Flight by Euling for sponsoring the Michael K. Show Beach Bash. And by the way, even though he's been on vacay, 
Michael K will be in the house tomorrow. He's coming Unbelievable. down. That's right. He'll be there. He'll be there. So everybody go down, have a good time on me. 1-800-919-3776. Before we get to the calls, I want you guys to hear from Zach Lowe. Zach Lowe is our uh, senior basketball writer at ESPN, and he had an unbelievable take on what happened to the Nets by Kevin Durant requesting a trade from Brooklyn, preferring, you know, going to the Heat of Suns, and the situation about no Kyrie and no James Harden. Here's Zach Lowe. Let's not sugarcoat this. This is an organizational catastrophe of epic proportions. Epic. You tore down your entire team, all the culture that you bragged about in every article, By which you would way. do 10 times out of 10 to get Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Then you traded at almost their request or approval all the picks you had to go get James Harden. And now you're left with Ben Simmons maybe looking around like, whoa, remember yeah. me, Ben Simmons? I haven't played in 14 months. Is anyone left on the team? Who's a, who are you? Nice to meet you. It's an organizational catastrophe, the likes of which we've rarely have ever seen in the NBA. And so you have to say if because you just don't know what the fallout's going to be you don't know what the fallout's going to be but the most important thing is where do they go from here and what do they get next mike's in queens mike start us off on espn new york tonight good evening larry how are you i'm doing good mike what's up you know if ben simmons thought he had bad mental health before oh it took another big hit if ben simmons was a mess before mentally this is not going to help him because he'll look around they're all gone He's by himself. Ben Simmons is going to need more therapy after this. But without doubt, the biggest debacle of all time, they don't win bad enough. And despite Irving coming back, Durant wants to trade. I, I, my mind was blown. I, I don't get it. If Irving wanted out, I get it. But why would Durant want to trade if Irving is coming back this year? I don't get it. The Nets, they trade everything. And you're left with absolutely nothing. And like I told you this three years ago, uh, that when it comes to the Knicks, Durant, yes. Irving, no. I told you three years ago, the Knicks do not get Irving. He's a head case. His mental instability undoes what he can do on the court. And uh, I, people say, oh, you got, if, for Durant, you got to go Irving. I, you can't do it. And people will say, oh, Mike, you're wrong. You got to go for the jugular. You got to give it a go. The Nets, they, they sold their soul to Irving and Durant. And, even, and they gave them the keys. When, the, when, when they were swept by Boston, Irving said, oh, we got to reassess the team and make changes. He's the Dawn player. Kayleigh, if I cover your eyes and tell you who said this, oh, we got to reassess, you think it's the GM. It's the player. They sold the keys, their heart, their soul, and they don't win, and, they, and, and Durant wants out the biggest debacle of all time. I told you all, Irving and Peke is don't go for them. Durant, yes, if, if it's a for then you know what, go somewhere else. And you know what? I, I was right. Ir- Irving, his it failed miserably, and the Knicks got lucky. The Knicks got lucky. They did not, not get those two, and maybe they're better off. But the biggest debacle yeah. of all time, and Ben Simmons, you'll need more therapy because now you're all alone, and that poor guy can't get the break. His back, his mind, oh, God, that, that guy can't get the dawn break in his life. Yeah, I'll say this, Mike, and thanks for the phone call. I don't, He's not going to be all alone because I do think what they will get back for Kevin Durant will be obviously I don't think it'll be as good as Kevin Durant, but it won't be they're not gonna be a twenty and sixty two team. <laughs> All right. A twenty and sixty one team. They're not gonna be a team like that. They're not gonna be a team that's that's will we get into the play in. No, they're gonna they're going to get talent back. We're talking Kevin Durant. 
Okay, this is not this is not a scenario where, you know, you 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 hope to get somebody good. No, Sean Marks will be his job at this point is to get right back into contention to be one of the top four or five in this Eastern Conference. That's his job. Richard to Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Hey, Richard. Hey, Larry. I'm sorry. Larry, I'm sorry. The poor Nets. I've been following them 55 years. First, we lost Dr. J. No, first we lost Rick Barry. He goes to San Francisco and wins a championship. Then we lose Dr. J. He goes to Philly and wins a championship. Then we lose J. Kidd. He go oh no, then we lose Nate Archibald. He goes to Boston and wins a championship. Then Jay Kidd we lose. He goes to Dallas and wins a championship. To a lesser extent, Richard Jefferson left us one wins a championship with Cleveland. So I'm not surprised that Harden, Kyrie, and K D all leave and win championships when they go. It's just the Nets luck. They did everything right. They bowed to these guys. You think they'd show a little reciprocation. They can play in the Nets. They're leaving New York. They want to get out of New York, Brooklyn. They had it made here. I don't understand it at all. The Nets did everything they could do. You know, they took a They should be commended, Larry. It's just a sad thing. Hey, Larry, can I give you a med point for you one sure. quick second? Yeah. All right. The other night, that third game, the Houston Met game with, uh, yeah. with uh, Verlander pitching, that was a must win. Don't you agree? Yeah, and I know it was going to be tough because Verlander is that good. Is okay. that good? I think Buck made two bad moves. Okay. Uh, what he did, all right, in the sixth inning, by the sixth inning, you can see that kid was dealing, Walker. He was mm-hmm. pitching great. At that point, I say to myself, I'm going to win this game with my starter and my closer, meaning Diaz. Mm-hmm. That's it. Nobody else is going to get into the game, get into this game. So he uses Walker. Walker has 85 pitches after seven. He goes into the eighth. All right, the first bat he's got to get eight pitches out of, 83 pit. now he's up to 93, one out. But he takes him out, but takes him out. Okay, he takes him out and brings in Diaz. Why doesn't he wait at least another batter, see if maybe he'll have a one, two-pitch batter he can get out on. And the next one after that, he can get out of the eighth inning maybe. Okay, he takes out a, uh, a walker, brings in Diaz. Diaz has 14 pitches, mm-hmm. 14 and that's it. So he leaves the ninth inning to this kid. The kid that comes in gives a home run up to a guy who hasn't hit a home run all year, hasn't had an RBI all year, and is hitting 0.90. Larry, does this make sense to you? This game was so important. You're trusting it with this kid, Smith, and he leaves him in the ninth inning as if, like, this guy is a reliable reliever, I hear a reliable closer. I hear what you're saying, Richard. Larry, it made no thing. sense. That was a key game for us. I got it. You don't I want got the it. Mets to lose three straight to a contender like that at home. You know? You don't I got want it. it. But here's the thing, Richard. You're making great points. Thanks for the phone call. You make great points. But here's the thing. I, I can't jump on Buck. They didn't score. So, ultimately, what he did, it's mute. You got to be able to score runs. This is a team that, that, yes, built on pitching. Yeah, we know the bullpen is an issue. We know the bullpen is an issue. And you know it's not, it's not going to be a whole lot of runs with, with Verlander on the mound. You got to score something. They didn't score a run. They didn't score runs against Houston at all. They didn't score six runs in four games? 
So you're right, what you're saying. Buck could have played it that way. He's He's been a guy that you've noticed he's kind of done that where he wants uh, multiple innings. He He's not locked into bringing Diaz in in the ninth inning. If he feels there's a big part of the lineup, he bring, brings him in there. He had 14 pitches. Maybe he felt, look, I, I'm not sure. I don't know what I want to do. Maybe, you know, I don't know the reason why he decided to pull him. Maybe he didn't want to feel that he could go a bunch of innings and then if they don't score you know I don't know what his thought process was Richard I really don't but once again for me for me you gotta score runs otherwise it doesn't matter doesn't matter that's the thing but I hear what you're saying I really do Woj reports free agent center Andre Drummond has agreed to a two-year, $6.6 million deal with the Chicago Bulls. The second year is a player option. So Andre Drummond, who was uh, pretty good for the Nets last year, pretty, pretty good, gone. Also, by the way, the Nets traded for Royce O'Neal. That means that, once again, they're not planning to just, like I said, be 20 and 61, 20 and 62. They're planning on... You know, making sure that they are representative and trying to get back to the postseason. Now, okay, so most of you did not want Jalen Brunson. I get it. But now that he's here, how do you feel about the move? Now that he's here, and I know Isaiah Hartstein, Stein, depending on how you pronounce it, tomato, tomato, is, uh, is your backup because I expect that they will re-sign Mitchell Robinson. So how do you, obviously your next question is what's next? But here's the thing. Did the Knicks overpay? Probably. Probably. But he walks in as, as Brunson steps on the floor at the garden in a Nick uniform. Is he the best point guard this team has had in when? Since when? Do we have to go back to the Robert Felton, Jason Kidd combination? 2013? They desperately, desperately needed a point guard. And unfortunately for them, Unfortunately for them, when you're in the position they're in, you have to overpay. He fills a need. A need that this team has had forever. Forever, ever, forever, ever, forever, ever, forever. So you might as well embrace him. Hope that he can do something with this team. Hope that he can run some plays, hope that he can keep from Julius Randle, if he's still here, dribbling the basketball and getting it stripped and watching it go the other way. Hoping that defensively he'll be a little better than he's been. Hoping that he'll be able to, they'll be able to construct an offense that will make him a little more accessible and more successful to get to the basket by spreading the lane a little bit. Hopefully he'll be able to show what he can do with him being in control 
And hopefully he'll get some better teammates. Because <laughs> that will also help him out as well. Lamar's in the Bronx. What's up, Lamar? Hey, what's up, Larry? How you doing? I'm doing great, my friend. What's happening? I'm just well. Just to answer one quick question, I think the best point guard was one that the Knicks traded away, which was Rod Strickland, the new LIU coach. So, congrats to him. Yes, um, absolutely. I, I hated when he I was traded for Maurice Cheeks. No, no, no disrespect it, to Mo Cheeks. Hated when he was traded by, by for the Knicks. But I digress. Right, but Mo Cheeks was on his last leg, so. But that's why I hated him. That's why I hated him to be traded. Because <laughs> I knew. <laughs> One of the things that gets me, Larry, though, whatever happened to this word called loyalty? It seems like it's gone. You know, you got these players in the league now that don't. They complain about the old school players saying that you know the old school doesn't really know too much. But at mm. least the old school players were loyal. It's like every time everybody's always in their feelings now. This it's like it seems like a lot of these ball players are in this, their feelings and not thinking about the team itself. And it's hurting the fans. I mean, we're fans. We believe in our team, but how can we believe in our team if our players are gonna just go by emotion? How's that helping us out? You know? Yeah. The other thing I'm the other thing I'm thinking about is Steve Nash. Mm-hmm. Is Steve, how are they gonna respect the coach? that is, hasn't won a chip. I mean, it's the same like Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley's won MVP. Steve Nash has never won a chip. So how are the players going to respect someone who hasn't won a chip? Kevin Durant, Kyrie won a chip, but Steve Nash ha- hasn't. So but they, that's what they wanted, Lamar. The page. I hear you, but that's who they right. wanted. They requested him. That, they had, listen, the previous coach – Hadn't won the chip either, but Kenny Atkinson at least, and thanks for the phone call, Lamar, at least he had the team going in the right direction. He had the team going in the direction that made KD and Kyrie say that's why they wanted to come to the, to Brooklyn because they loved the culture and loved what the young kids were doing. And then when they got here, the first thing they did, uh, see you, bye. Oh, you want to do what? No, uh-uh. no, no. So whatever reason, whatever happened, they decided to go in a different direction. And you know what? You make an interesting point, Lamar. I just think that now it is loyalty. It's more, it's a business. It's really a business. And I'm not sure, maybe you younger folks who, who really streaming and enjoying the NBA now, do you root for teams or do you root for players? Because I think old school, we kind of rooted for teams. You know what I mean? We kind of rooted, we kind of rooted, you know, we love we, we we may have loved Patrick Ewing, but we love the Knicks. We love Charles Oakley, but we love the Knicks. I don't know, and I'm I'm making a generalization. So you correct me. I don't know. I just think the more I talk to some of today's folks and listen to, you know, like like people my son's age and younger. They root for players. They don't root for the uniform. They root for the person in the uniform. And so you may have somebody that's, okay, uh, I love Kobe. I hate the Lakers. <laughs> and I think a large part of that, too, comes with fantasy, comes with you know the betting and stuff that we've got going on in sports now. So I, I don't know that people, I don't know that a lot of fans continue to root for teams as much as they root for the personal player. Okay? 
You may love Zach Levine. You may hate the Bulls. May not like him at all. May not may not like him at all. 1-800-919-3776. Mike's in the car. What's up, Mike? Well, I just want to say a quick hi to my dad and Gladys in the car. Also, I want to say this guy, Brunson, he's not a bad player. I think they, they got a great point guard out of him. You know, I watched him play. He's been a very good player. I don't know why all these Knicks fans are getting so upset. I'm happy with it. He's the best point guard we got. He carried the Mavericks. I mean, like, come on. This guy won his championship over here. Luka, you know, he's great. <laughs> well, I'll say this, Mike, and th- thanks for the phone call. And, and you guys drive safe. The reason why Knicks fans are a little disappointed, for three reasons, I would say. One is because they wanted somebody that they didn't have to spend a lot of money for. They really love uh, Murray, the kid out of San Antonio. They wanted him ahead of Brunson. That's number one. Number two, Brunson played alongside arguably one of the top young players in this game in Luka Doncic. So you wonder now, is he going to be as successful with everybody focused on Doncic? Okay, is he going to have the same success that he had in Dallas to get that contract? That's the question because there's nobody on this Nick team that's Luka Doncic. Julius Randle has not been consistent enough for me to say that he's Luka Doncic. So that's the way it is. I'm being honest. There's nobody on this Nick team that got his talent. There's nobody on this Nick team that that demands the attention that Luka gets in Dallas. So by him getting that attention, now Brunson was able, and this is no knock against Brunson. This is Brunson taking advantage of the situation and making sure that, okay, you're going to watch him. All right, when I get the basketball, guess what? I will look and I will score. I will do both. So the question is now without that go-to person, kind of, you know, people are going to be looking at him as the orchestrator of this offense. Because remember, Luca's the one with the basketball. He didn't, Brunson didn't have the basketball a lot. I mean, when, he, when Luca was on the bench, yeah, he ran the offense. But now he's running the offense against mostly the second team. So there's questions about that. And it's just, you know, you just, and because it's the Knicks. <laughs> and people are impatient. And just like, oh, well, you know, here we go. Another signing that's not going to be good, that's going to not turn out right. And here we go again. The Knicks always looking for somebody else's player. And they play well before they get here. And then they forget how to play. That's why. That's why you're hearing the concern from Nick fans. We'll continue the conversation with your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. Uncle L, Uncle L, this is Jay Blaze NYC, of course. In a quiet moment the past few days, do you think Katie's wondering, how did I put myself in this situation? (laughs) And do you think Kyrie cares enough to self-reflect and admit, I messed this up for everybody? (sighs) Thinking for Kyrie is a dangerous situation. I don't know if I want to take that plunge down that rabbit hole, but I would think that um, he would say no, that he did what he felt was right in not being vaccinated and not trying to, you know, go on the court and as his, by his own speeches to represent people who were forced to do certain things. So I don't think so. I think he's a man that believes in his convictions, whether we agree with them or not, whether we look at them and say, what are you talking about? What's going on with you? 
I think he's still strong in his convictions. So uh, I don't think so. Uh, as far as KD is concerned, he probably, once again, I don't want to get in his head, but to answer the question, just speculation, he probably said, I still love him, but man, I didn't know it was like this. Like, you you know, it's, 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 um, you're with somebody, but you don't really know how they are till you're around them every day, you know? So I think that he really found out what it's like to be with Kyrie. And so I think that's, you know, that's, that's part of it. That's that, that I think that's more of what was in uh, KD's mind than, um, you know, what's going on. I, I really think that's the way it was really do. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Rob is in Westchester. Hey, Rob. Hey, how's it going? Good. No, I'm, I'm here to talk about uh, defend my Knicks. And I mean, okay. I, I'm tired of this. How, how are you people going to stay on ESPN all day defending the Nets when the Knicks got murdered three years ago for not signing KD and Kyrie? In three years, they, signed, they won one playoff series. Carmelo did that with far less years ago. And the Knicks are getting destroyed for signing arguably the best point guard on the open market. And I, I just don't understand it. I'm, I'm well, tired of First of all, Rob, who's giving the Nets rhetoric. a pass? Who's giving the Nets a pass? Plenty of people. Richard Jefferson on ESPN today and told my boy uh, Sean from the Knicks wall destroyed him. We got a okay, shout out. All right. On, uh, so, yes, well, yes, Richard yes. Jefferson, that's one person he's entitled to his opinion. You said everybody. Who Who else? Oh, I, saw, I heard Twitter, people they just love to lambasting. You know that. I heard people lambasting what was going on with the Nets. This is the biggest d- d- debacle. I mean, I've heard people just killing the Nets front office for what happened with this. Killing well, them. they deserve it. But the Knicks got destroyed three years ago for not making the move that the Nets did. And so many and other people did, that. too. The Knicks weren't the only ones that they spurned. There were a lot of other people who thought, because Rob, and thanks for the phone call, on paper, it should have worked. On paper, it should have worked. All right. And yeah, there were people who Nick fans were upset. There are other people who were upset. But nobody's giving the Nets a pass. Okay, maybe Richard Jefferson did. I didn't hear his comments. But, you know, how could the Nets get a pass? They can't. Only thing they can try to do is erase what happened and move on. That's all they can do. This is a monumental blunder how this turned out D's and Queens what's up D um it's funny that hello yeah uh, it's funny that you're blasting the Nets because you know what I haven't heard on any of the uh, of the TV broadcast today I'm what's sorry that? and you know to who? who James who? Harden why? James Harden why why why? Because yeah, the media – no, no. I've seen people on ESPN talk about he should be taking out the top 75. They've been outright disrespectful and talking about they? he's a quitter and he's this and he's that. No, the Nets are a dumpster fire, and he saw it. The Houston Rockets D. have had the worst record in the league two years in a row. Let's call it what it is. What did they – but did, did he not leave there and force his way out to come to the Nets? Yeah. Did he not, did he not say – I'm not playing. And that's what, like, the pretty girl you saw from a distance. Hold on, D. Hold on, D. Did he not do that? Did he not do that? Yeah, because the the, 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 the Rockets weren't going anywhere. The Rockets weren't going anywhere. So why should we apologize to him for that? Because he was wasting his time in Houston. The owner was cheap and didn't want to spend money. 
Watch. He was paying him. Huh? He was paying. He was paying. He was paying Harden. Yeah, but he wasn't going to build a team around him. He wasn't going to build a team around him. Well, okay. So, but, but, so you think what he did was right? That that's the way to do it. To force your way out. To not not show up. All right, let me ask you this, D. If you were unhappy at your job, would you not go? Yeah, but you would not go to your job. If you were unhappy, you wouldn't go. Um, um, the younger generation likes players more than teams. Because if an owner doesn't want to spend money, the player still gets the blame. Okay? And a lot of teams are not interested in winning. They're interested in making money. So you and the players get the blame regardless. You don't think Houston was interested in winning when they surrounded him with CP3 and other players and they didn't go and that was two years. And that was two years ago. You're talk, I'm talking win. about the year. Okay, but, okay, but the team they put was John Wall and washed up. John Wall and washed up DeMarcus Cousins. He came so, in, he so tried to play words, with it, and he saw so that was words, trash. He's like, no. All right. And what did he do when he came here? He played well. He played well, well and he was right? in the MVP, and, and then Kyrie started doing his nonsense. Everybody says his attitudes started switching once the, let, the Nets let Kyrie off the hook and started okay. playing. Everybody he, said that. What did he do in Philly? He didn't do play well. And neither did Patty Mills down the stretch because both of them got well, we ran down the stretch. I'm up against the clock, D. I got to run. I'm, I got to run. We'll come back and discuss it next on 987 ESPN. Yankees lose to Houston by the score of two run, two to one. Not a lot of runs scored for the Yankees against the Strohs. If you're a Met fan, you, you're familiar with that situation. <laughs> you know what that's like. So we'll get some thoughts uh, on that before we leave you. Uh, one of the questions that, a couple of things before I get back to the phones. Uh, D, I know at the end we were up against the clock and I really wanted to continue the discussion with D, but I know D was not trying to compare James Harden with Patty Mills. I know he wasn't. I know he wasn't. Now, if D is trying to say that, okay, now you understand why Harden wanted to leave the Nets because of what was going on with KD, what was going on with a Kyrie not performing, okay, maybe, maybe I would hear that. But for me, the other side of that is, but you were hurting. KD was hurt too. You knew KD was coming back. Even if you, even if you were like, I don't know what's going on with Kyrie. I don't know. You had KD. All you had to do was hang in there till KD got back. So, you know, it's hard for me to, you know, it's hard for me to give him credit for for living up to his contract. (laughs) You know, it's hard. And remember, when he was in Houston, as as JP and I were talking during the break, I mean, they offered him a a gazillion-dollar contract that he turned down. I mean, you know, once again, I I get it. It's not really left up to. and, And now, I will say this. I applaud him for trying to take less money to help Philly get some more players. I applaud him for that because that's not his job, right? That that's mismanagement of the Philly front office. If you're, if you're in a situation with a cap like that. Okay. And like, for example, and I don't know who was saying it. I have to give, I don't know who it was. I saw it on, on ESPN. I don't remember. Otherwise I would give him credit. But they were talking about the fact that how how 
how is Washington, the Wizards, in, in, the, in, the, in the penalty, <laughs> tax penalty situation? They're not even close to, you think that they're going to win a, they're going to get to the, are they going to be a playoff team? Consistent, definite playoff team this year? I mean, they have to get some more people, maybe so, but, and how do they do that when they're struggling to maintain their situation with their ability because they're so high against the cap and they're struggling against that cap? How do how do they get how do they take that next step? So I will I will give him credit for doing that because that's not his job. That's not his job. That's front office. Make sure you get the right players and and move some salary and do some other stuff to make sure that you keep the team together. So I will give him credit for that. Uh, also, we had a conversation earlier, and I mentioned because one of the callers say it's really hard to root for teams. And do we root for teams or do we root for individual players? Now, our program director, Ryan Hurley, texted me and said that his son, 13, and his son's crew, they root for players. They don't really root for teams. And I think when you look at where we are now, there's there's a lot of fans who tend to root for the individual players who happen to be on the, on the team. Now, do they root for the team totally? Are they ride or die? For example, now, if you're a Kevin Durant fan, okay, are you upset that he left Brooklyn? Or you're just, well, I'm a Kevin Durant fan. Wherever he goes, I'm riding with Kevin Durant. Or if you're a Nets fan, you're probably, because I, I texted one Nets fan earlier today as soon as this happened, and they didn't know about it. And they sent me a bunch of sad faces and said, I'm sick. Okay, that's a Nets fan. That's not a Kevin Durant fan. <laughs> That's a Nets fan. Because a Kevin Durant fan, okay, dad, he's leaving Brooklyn? Where's he going? <laughs> Wherever you go, I'm there. So it's an interesting discussion. Oh, a lot of you want to talk. Let's get back to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Chris is in Brooklyn. What's up, Chris? Hey, what's going on, Larry? I want to just doing? talk to the Knicks fans. I'm a Knicks fan, too. And I think everybody's down on the dude for no reason. Brunson is the first dude that wants to actually come here and play. And everybody's jumping on him. I think he showed out in the in the postseason. He showed out all year in Dallas. We don't get we don't get players like that. Somebody that's just coming off a great playoff series and wants to come to the Knicks. I can't remember a dude that did that. And I think everybody's jumping on the wrong guy. I think the problem is going to be Thibodeau. Is Thibodeau's offense going to be enough? Is it going to be free flowing? Are they going to be Are they going to be playing like the way you know that was Jason Kidd in his ear, one of the best point guards ever? Mm-hmm. Is Tibbs going to slow it down, play half court, you know, defense cool and all that? But I don't know if his offense is going to be able to keep up with with Brunson because what he learned from Jason Kidd is not what what he's going to be doing in New York. He's going to want to run, you know. Even Luke had to get his big behind and shake to run, to run, mm-hmm. to run. You know, Tibbs don't do that. You know, he's a half court guy. It's everybody's jumping on Brunson. I think they need to jump on Thibodeau. That's going to be the problem. Well, they also need to jump on the front office, Chris, to see if they can get some other players here. Thanks for the phone call. And you're right. But part of that is because I believe that Tibbs was rolling with Julius Randle. And I don't know that Julius Randle always wants to push the basketball. Okay? That's going to be an issue. All right? That's going to be something. I know R.J. Barrett wants to push the basketball. I don't know that Jason, I don't know that uh, Julius Randle wants to run and get up and down the court that way. 
I, I'm not sure. Uh, Seven's in Westchester. What's up, Sev? Yo, Larry, I, I can't wait to have a conversation with you. This, this league is is consistent of a bunch of sucker MCs, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, Durant, I thought he was somebody. He's coming to the Nets. You're going to stabilize this. You, you the guy left Golden State. Yo, come stabilize this. And now you run it? I'm like, yo, dude, you, you're right, Larry. This is like, I'm with Kevin. I'm not with the Nets. Like, this is a time to tell me, who are you, Kevin? Who are you? You was with the Golden State. You did your thing. You left to come to the Nets to be somebody. And now you run. And I'm not a Nets fan. I am glad Brunson is coming home. He's he's from New Jersey, right? Mm-hmm. I'm glad this dude is coming home and to do something. The Knicks got crazy money. And they're paying his brother. Let him do his thing. It's not going to be like instant grits. Like, give him some time to work this thing out. But I'm glad he's coming home. Pay him. He's a real point guard. He got backup help. We need more people. Like, I, I'm 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 a Knicks fan, ride or die. But these players, <laughs> these players, they faked Harden, Durant. They they basket hanging on contracts. I, I can't roll with these these dudes. Larry, talk to me. I hear you, Seven. Thanks for the phone call. I really I really believe, and when you. I'm listening to our guys who do such a tremendous job covering the NBA and just reading between the lines. The conversation sounds like that Durant just is ready to move on from Kyrie. Like he opted in. Okay. I, I, I need to maybe, maybe I need to go somewhere else right now because get this. They're not going anywhere together. Because people have seen that act. So that's not happening. Okay, they're not going anywhere together. As a matter of fact, Kyrie, according to reports, have been uh, telling folks that he's trying to get to L.A. to be reunited with LeBron James. Can you say Russell Westbrook in Brooklyn? No, I don't think so. I don't don't think so. Spence in the car. What's up, Spence? Thanks for taking my call. I uh, wanted to uh, talk about this team or player thing, and I'll uh, make two reasons for that. I'll hang up and I'll hear your thoughts. Okay. I think it's a chicken or the egg situation. I think younger guys really are rooting for teams, not to generalize. But is it because uh, – sorry, aren't rooting for players. Are they rooting for players, though, because they want to root for players or because they have no choice because players are jumping around every season or half a season? The other reason is I think we live in a very unhealthy society where we're glorifying the individual to no end. And uh, interested to hear your thoughts on that. Well, I think, Spence, part of it is, and thanks for the phone call, I think really when you look at it, part of it is the fact that sports really, they push players. The NBA pushes players. They, they don't really push teams, okay? When, when, you know, when you see matchups, they push the players on the matchups. If it's Golden State against Dallas, you see Steph's face and Luka's face. If you see, uh, you know, Brooklyn against Milwaukee, you might see KD's face and Giannis's face. So I think a lot of that is pushed by individuals, which also pushes jersey sales. 
So in a sense, if 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 Giannis is your favorite player, you're probably wearing you're probably wearing a Milwaukee Bucks jersey, even though you're not a Milwaukee Bucks fan. You probably are. So I do think that you root for the individual player. And part of it is because of, like I said, fantasy. You know, you've got you've got people, and this happens a lot in football. A lot. You got fantasy, you got people vote playing hoping that players do great against their team. <laughs> because they're rooting for the player to make money to do well against their team. So it's it's crazy. It's it, it's just weird. It's a weird situation right now. And I think it's individually based, but I think once again from the folks I speak to, like my son Jay's, like Shamari, he was Shamari was a Kobe fan, but not a Laker fan. Like Shamari adored it. You couldn't tell him no. Kobe shoots too much. You hear what Shaq said about Kobe? Oh, forget Shaq. He'll know what he's talking about. Kobe is this. Kobe's that. Kobe's this. Well, how about the Lakers? Well, you know. Kobe, Kobe, but Kobe played well. <laughs> Lakers lost. Yeah, I know. But Kobe was was dynamite. Head back to the phones. Yada's in Queens. What's up, Yada? What's up, man? What's up, man? I basically want to say I agree with you. I think that our generation, we do uh go after uh, specific players, but I think it started when LeBron went to Miami. I'm a huge, huge LeBron fan, so I think after when LeBron went to Miami and formed the big three, you kind of saw the trend where everybody just started to try to partner up and go here and go there. So also, like somebody said, I think it kind of forced the fans to, like, you know, pick an individual star like me. I can't wait for Kyrie to go to L.A. and partner with LeBron so LeBron can get five and maybe six rings. That's just me personally. I hear you, Yada. Thank, thanks for the phone call and, and you weighing in. Would he get five or six rings there? Could he get some more rings with, with is it will what Kyrie will be there? Are we sure? Will 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 he be able to be available that they can put something like that together? Has he I mean he remember he left them in Cleveland and he apologized and he realized that, you know, what it takes to be the leader. Is he gonna go back there and play second fiddle? And how does AD work in with that? If he's healthy. Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. Trey, you're next on 98.7. What's up, Larry? Hey, Trey, what's up, man? Real quick, man, shout out to the family, man. And I need all the listeners, man, that listen to the show, that got Twitter, man. They follow and they, and they do all those nice things for us, and we really appreciate it. Hashtag the family, man, because we got these people that that's on in the morning. They have their little thing going, too, and they you got to take a test to get in their thing. It's really sad and ridiculous. So we the family, man. You know who guys are, man. Richard from Manhattan, Mike from Queens, you, you know, Chris from Manhattan, Buddha from the BX. You know how we give it up, man. It's the family, man. So, you know, hashtag that if y'all have some time. This That's a good KD idea. Hashtag that. Thing, and, man. And, and we love hashtag, and we love the company, too, with what they do in the morning. Yeah, we love thing. the company. We love the company. We love the company, but we got we the family, though. Yeah, I understand. You know, the consigliere, we're the consigliere of New York sports. You know, our capo regime is Uncle Spike down in Florida. <laughs> man, how, 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 does it get more of the family than that? Come on, man. I mean, you know, you know, you got to take tests to get into this little company and everything. And, you know, I love Rico. Rico is my guy. I know. That's my guy. We had a nice old little cuss fest over at the last Sasso game I was at. Man, it was some grown folks talking over there. <laughs> Rico's my guy. Dave is also my guy. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, you know, we, Larry, we'll talk about it another time. Man. Yeah, shout out to shout out to the company as well. There you go. All right. So the whole fraud couple with these two guys, man. You know, it's funny. You know, there's a fraud couple, man. What happened? New York, the Knicks weren't great. Oh, the Knicks are corny. The Knicks aren't cool. I hate to do this to the net fans, man, because I don't mean no hatred to them. I don't do that. I don't do that. Don't do that to them, Trey. But, don't do it. This, this, no, this is a very bad day for them, Trey. is a very bad day for them. I don't, I don't really want to dwell too much on their problems. So they got to deal with that. But I just yeah. find it very funny that, mm-hmm. you know, a few years ago, it was a lot of jokes about the Knicks and everything. And yeah. Yeah, the Titanic just would be sinking in Brooklyn. So moving on from that, because I don't want to waste my time. Now, with the Knicks, I know Larry Redmond about, oh, man, Trey going to blow up and go crazy. No, 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 no. You know what? Larry, when the last time you been to the grocery store? Today. <laughs> How much is a loaf of bread, Larry? More than it should be. <laughs> we didn't overpay for Brunson. I know a lot of older Knicks fans are looking at like They see his dad because he really looks like his dad, and we know his dad was a, you know, a journeyman. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I get it. I get it, but he's not his dad. He's really super aggressive. He can shoot. He's getting better. He's a he's a willing defender. So we're gonna be okay. We did not overpay for this kid because a loaf of bread is dead going twenty dollars. Gas is seventy five million dollars a gallon. You, you remember you could put a twenty in the tank, Larry. You'd be good. Yeah, Larry, it's a spit. It's a spit in the tank, man. It's a Maybe. spit, and I know, and I know, Larry. It's we talking about your tank, Larry. You know, you pushing that big body Bentley. We know you got them big dollars flowing. We know how you giving it up. I know that's Mr. Know Canty. Mr. Canty has the Bentley. Exactly. Mr. Canty. C double got okay. C double got the Bentley. Okay. Yeah, yeah. C square. Okay. But at any rate, at any rate, Larry, I'm not mad at what we did today. Mm-hmm. I do, I do not believe that we're done. I, I hope also want to say quick. Yeah, I don't think we're done. I also want to say quickly. The Brooklyn Nets are going to get a player, Royce O'Neal from Dude. Utah. Yep, that's right. He's he's from this area, and he's my he's my son's best friend. That that they're really good friends. They've been friends for years. I've known Royce and his family for a long time. He's going to get acclimated to Brooklyn really fast. Brooklyn, you got a player, so you should be happy with today. And you're going to get the biggest trade possibly in the history of the league because I think that that's what it's going to garner for Kevin Durant to go anywhere. It's going to be a haul. It's it going is. to be a haul, man. And it so is. shout out to Brooklyn and do your thing. But the Knicks, we did not overpay. I'm telling you, we good, Larry. That kid's going to be a good player, man. And, and $100 million, whatever it is, give it to him. It is what it is, man. Gas is ridiculous. Inflation is insane. You know, so let's get it. Let's get him here and let's get him in the garden and let's get him coached up. Sounds good with me, Trey. Thanks for the phone call, my friend. Uh, Lee's in Massapequa. I'm sorry, Fran's in Massapequa. Fran, you're next on 98.7. My man, what's up, Larry? Hey, friend, what's going on, man? I love you guys together, and I love your part. You know what I mean? You're you're, you're good either way. That's a great that's a great sports guy. When you can do your own show, and you can do it with a partner, that I is a great you. friggin' guy, and that's you. Thank you. All right, now I'm not just saying that to get on the air. <laughs> okay. And believe me, I've been on I've been on way too much in the last 35 years. Uh, all right, friend. So what you got for me tonight? All right, listen. I was going to talk about the spoiled rotten guys, you know, on the, on the Brooklyn who are predicting where they might want to go next and all that. Mm-hmm. But I, I was just thinking of something. I was saying, well, what can I call and, you know, talk about real quick that's interesting? And you know what I want to bring up, which I think is an absolute disgrace, 1,000%, and it's getting no coverage at all, except occasionally on ESPN, 
You don't get these rotten politicians. Where the hell are they trying to get Brittany Griner out of, out of Russia? This is absolutely 1,000% disgusting, despicable, well, here's the thing, and a disgrace. Th- thanks for the phone call. Here's the thing. Whenever you have an American citizen over in a foreign country that doesn't see things the way you see things as far as a freedom and 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 personal rights and personal choice and things of that nature, not getting political, uh, you're always concerned. You're always concerned about how they're being treated. And so for that reason, that's why you want to make sure that, okay, everything is okay. Laws were broken. You understand that. But there's how is that person being treated? How is that person surviving? How is that person dealing with the scenario that they're in? So that's why the United States is looking in, as they as they should, from representing a person from this country. So I think they're doing a good thing. Lee's in Manhattan. What's up, Lee? Brother Larry. Lee! Listen, man, no need for you to be getting heart palpitations this early in the year about the Knicks, man. Take a deep breath. <laughs> we 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 got enough we got enough to deal with between our Mets. And the Jets come, by the time we got to worry about the Knicks, that'll be what? October, November. Yes. Okay? Yes. But let me tell you what I want to say as it pertains to KD and Brunson. Mm -hmm. KD, first of all, the only way he can get out of Brooklyn is either by Newark, excuse me, either by LaGuardia or Kennedy, because you can't come across the bridge. You had an opportunity to come to New York and play at the Garden, you bypassed us and went to Brooklyn. Done deal with Brunson. Good trade, but you know what you're gonna, what he's gonna get. He's gonna get to play alongside a backcourt player who cannot, who not only can help him from a locker room standpoint because he gives it all he has, okay, but on the bench, and that's Derrick Rose, and nobody's talking about what Derrick Rose can help him to make to improve himself playing with the Knicks. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wish I wish we could have got. There's one guy in the draft, and I can't. I wish I could remember his name. There's this this big guy who's got all the attributes that if the Knicks could have gotten, and I know they had their heart set on getting that Ivy. kid. Uh, uh, what's his name? Jay Nivey. Mm-hmm. Okay, but they need somebody to help back up Mitchell Robinson, who is you know who can who can be that force like we used to. Seeing back in the days of Patrick Ewing, which you don't see in the NBA with a big man playing, okay, and your offense uh, being, or should I say, having your offense incorporated with a big man included in it. Right. But we did, right. we did what we needed to do. We got something to look forward to, so we don't have to worry about that until October, November. So relax, man. Don't let D get to you. Okay. <laughs> D and I were just having, and thanks for the phone call, Lee. D and I were just having. A, a sports discussion on, that you guys happen to be hearing. You can go to any Top Golf or any place. You have these same discussions. So we're we're good, Lee. Thanks. And by the way, the Knicks did pick up. Uh, they signed Isaiah Hartstein, who was uh, uh, to be their backup center. Hopefully, when they resign Mitchell Robinson. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety eight point seven ESPN.